You're listening to the Growth Manifesto podcast, brought to you by Web Profits, where we share inspiring stories of real people who've succeeded in the marketing and business world. Today is a bit of a different episode, where Tony and I discuss how to build trust in the digital world. We talk about authenticity, adding value, and why content is the best way to position your business in the hearts and minds of your audience. So let's get into it. We were looking at websites before and we were looking at marketing um, and digital marketing in particular. And one of the things that we were looking at was uh, the importance of trust. One of the things that you shared with me was, you know, uh, if you're going to send out video content or if you're going to have a web page, you have have to have something where people can trust you. and, And that has absolutely boggled my mind. Tell me the importance of trust, especially in digital marketing and on your, your web page. Again, you get straight in there. <laughs> I know, did, did you want me to warm up? <laughs> yeah. I know, no, I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, um, yeah, okay, cool. Um, so, trust is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so we're done? Yeah, um, done. No, no. That's, that's all we need. <laughs> just joking, just yeah. joking. Um, trust is big. Mm. Trust is big. I mean, how many times have you heard somebody say, oh, you've got to see my chiropractor? Mm. They're the best. Apparently, everybody's got the best chiropractor, right? So I think that's why it's so important to get a referral, right? Because it's instant trust. It's trust in somebody else's opinion that that you trust, yeah? It's much harder online. It's much harder in the digital space because everybody can say stuff, right? But it's hard to know actually who's the company that's for real, right? And it's so full on these days especially with Facebook ads and everyone's an expert and everybody kind of has experience and everybody kind of has the case studies and everybody has the website you know how do you know the company that is actually going to deliver about half an hour ago we were just talking about how to make the tonykiss.com.au website successful right now you've got somebody like me who you know Mm. Right, but then, like, if you didn't have me, like, how would you know the company to speak with? You know, like, what would you look for? Right, because obviously it's like hard. Like, cool, you say, okay, cool. So I've got a website. I'm confused or whatever it was. Yes, yeah. you know, so what was your experience of it? You know, well, the whole experience was when I came to you, I said, look, I've got a website. I needed to make to work. I need to get more traffic there. And and then so the question that you put out there, why have I come to you? You know, why do I trust you with my business? And the reason that I came to you is because I know you, uh, we know each other pretty well now. I know you work and I really respect your work and I know you get results. So that's where the trust comes from. It's from knowing your work really, really well. So that was nice and easy. That was a no-brainer. If I didn't know you, wow, I don't know. So what would you look for? Okay, the second point I'd go for is if I didn't know somebody like you, I'd actually look for a referral. So a friend of mine that's in business that uh, was looking for the same thing and got the result they wanted. So that would be my second point of view. Right. Yep. Now, what happens if you contacted all your friends and everyone yep. who you knew and you still couldn't find a company that was trustworthy because the contacts out there, they, they don't have one either? Yep. Then what do you do? Yeah, look, for myself, I would go out, I would go out online and I'd start researching and I'd look for people um, within my industry, seeing what works. Um, and then to be honest with you, I, I'm just looking for somebody that I'd deal business with. So I'd put out the problem and say, oh, okay, 
Um, they, they, they look like they know what they're doing because they've got really good stats. Um, they've got a bit of a video link and it's really easy to deal with. So it's got to be easy for me. Okay. But I wouldn't make a quick decision. It would, I would most probably be a person that would take weeks before I, I'd make my... That's pretty quick still. For, is it? I think it's a higher, you know, somebody to help you in the digital space. You're probably yep. going to take some time, right? Yep. Um, but it applies across the board, you know? Like I think yep. it's harder like if it's... Um, trying to find a service provider because that's mm. a person, right? Mm. Yep. Or it's a company of people. Yep. Yeah, and so I think, you know, how do you tell the difference between the 17 websites that all have stats, that all yep. look good, that all have the same thing, right? And then you yep. speak to them and all of them say something a little bit different. Yeah. Right? And then you're like, wow, I'm actually just more confused now. Yeah, exactly. So and how do you then assess the company to to work with on that. Yeah, what I, I, I would be looking for somebody I know personally, you know, to be honest with you, the first thing I'd be looking at price and price gets really knocked out of the way quite quickly for me if they ask the right questions. It, one thing they'll normally ask is, what have you tried before? What's worked? What are you looking for? Who's your target client, et cetera? Um, what's in your budget and things like that. And the more questions they ask me, the more they qualify me, they, the more that I know they care about me and I want to know that I can work with somebody if things change and if it's flexible and things like that. And if people hit that criteria, I think, oh, wow, okay, I'm in. And then price doesn't really become an issue. I've got trust there because mm-hmm. they're not trying to sell. They're trying to support. Right. And when I feel that support, that's when – that's for me, that's the sales process. Yeah, exactly. Well, before the sales process can start, right, Yeah. There's there are a few things a company can do uh, to help increase their – trust with their audience online you know i think a few things include to be consistent yeah so for example like if you're creating some content to consistently create that content i think adding value is super important yeah like and creating some content like this content right that is all about you know just providing value like enough and to not ask uh to receive anything back you know and to be consistent in that i think the whole kind of experience of the customer yeah so from the point that they have come to the website to connecting with the salesperson or not in the whole experience is a component of that as well i also think there's other parts around it in terms of i say for example um the reviews online you know that's a thing that people are going to be looking for right Uh, but not too many good ones because if there's too many good ones and there's um yeah, say for example, if there's a company that has all five-star reviews mm-hmm. and there's no four-stars or three-stars or one-stars, it's like, and they've gotten 20,000 of them. It's like, mm-hmm. is that real? You know, so there is like a level of authenticity. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of um, that fun word that we use. Yeah, but authenticity out there where people kind of have their filters up, you know, mm-hmm. and so p- people are, I think, a lot more sophisticated in identifying stuff that maybe doesn't sound right mm-hmm. if that makes sense yep so so i think authentic is being important and it's interesting what you say is where you go in and you go you'll have the different reviews you go five star four star three star reviews as well and you put all three of them up there which is quite a nice balance just as you said that i was just seeing what resonated with me around that and i went 
oh, okay, now I think I'd want to deal with all five-star reviews. But then I'm thinking through my head, I go, what would a four-star review sound like? Or what would a three-star review? And they wouldn't be negative. They'll still be positive, but they would be more realistic. It's okay. Yeah, say for example, if I'm trying to book a hotel, Mm -hmm. so I'll go to TripAdvisor and I'll look at the five-star reviews and the one-star reviews Mm -hmm. and potentially um, a couple of the two-star reviews. But I'm trying to find the extremes just to see the part that's so good or the part that's so bad, you know? Mm-hmm. But I want to see the bad stuff and I want to kind of see, like, is it like a trend mm-hmm. or is it just a person who's annoying, <laughs> which happens out there as well, right? Like who has extremely high expectations um, and who's not the best person to have like at that kind of hotel, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that part's important too, you know? And so actually having a solid presence online is critically important uh, to establishing that trust and to be visible, you know, consistently over the years, you know, that has a huge impact, you know, the time thing, you know, just the consistency part. If you're adding content consistently every single week for years and years and years, people are going to know you and people are going to either love you or hate you, but they're going to know you, yeah? And so I think that's probably the, um, the best way to establish trust online, yeah, is to create extremely helpful um, um, uh, content Mm -hmm. um, that can add value to people's lives. Yeah, I noticed that you do a lot that, uh, and you have for many years now at Web Profits where you do, um, you've got your books that you give away for free online, but also you do your video content that you do a lot of, um, and you're giving away information all the time. So what's the the idea or the strategy behind that? Well, it's... Someone here at the front door. <laughs> um, a few years ago, like I, so one of my mentors, like like a long time ago, t- t- twenty years ago or something like that. Um, his name was Jay Abraham, yeah, and he's like a marketing expert. Like he's he's uh, still around uh, today as well. He's excellent. Right? He's a guru. He's a guru, right? Yeah. And so all of um, the greats have studied under him. You know what I mean? Mm. And kind of his whole thing is to be preeminent yeah is to be seen as the expert is to be seen as the thought leader he said that positioning like is the best of all of the positioning out there because then people come to you because they trust you um that was 20 years ago Mm. yeah Um, it was a lot harder back then but Today, with all the stuff in terms of, say, Instagram and Facebook, like and all the social media, actually providing content content on a regular basis, it kind of establishes the company the company as an authority. Mm. That's such good positioning across the board. I mean, in terms of actually helping us attract the types of companies that we want to work with, mm. if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, it does. It, it, it's almost like um, that final frontier where you're going, you're moving. Uh, through and it's only the strongest will survive through that final frontier and and then as long as you stay around long enough and you're consistent with your marketing and your content delivery that that you will actually get that reputation of being the expert or the authority in that field whereas I think one of the problems that we've got here in today's modern times we can have somebody who's insta famous or facebook famous and they're claiming to be the expert but we're seeing also a lot of them fade away quite quickly like their success is quick and Mm -hmm. they fade away away quite quickly what would you say to somebody let's say like myself or another business person 
who has people like that as competition? It's a good question. I think um, the world is full of that, you know, and I think it's about having the long-term mindset, you know. It's about kind of heading into it, just saying that this is going to happen just forever, yeah, and so trying to find a way to make that actually work, you know, so to ensure that however you create that content, that it's sustainable, yeah. It doesn't have to be the sexiest stuff or the most kind of uh, professionally produced stuff, but the content has to be good. Mm-hmm. And if the content is good and it's consistent, then it's going to add value, yeah? There's a lot of content out there that looks professionally done, but the substance is not there. Mm. So it's all about substance. You yep. know? And the better the content, um, the better the advice, and the more, I guess, like disruptive or counterintuitive it is, the better it's going to be, you know? Because it takes somebody confident that has experience to say stuff that is kind of a counterintuitive but still correct, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, right? Um, because it can easily get shut down online. You know, it's so easy to put out, um, to, to, to have an opinion online mm-hmm. and to have like um, a huge discussion, you know, just yeah. from people who disagree with you. Yeah, look, I've got a few friends in business and one in particular that I'm thinking about, um, she's going through a part where she's running a great business, but she's getting some interesting um, feedback online and it's not positive, it's all negative. And it's only about 5% of the feedback that she gets. However, that 5% is being really damaging towards her bottom line. So, Mm. you know, and... You know the people that are throwing out the the thing they're either competition or just those whinges. How would you deal with something like that to protect your brand or your image? Can you tell me what kind of company it is? Or it's in the food industry. So so it's okay. So if it's like a restaurant of some sort, yeah, yeah. Um, and there are people out there that are giving some bad reviews. I mean, that's really really important for restaurants, right? Mm. Really really important. So so one of the things I would do for a restaurant um, is I would have a way um, uh, to, to what's the word, um, to, to encourage people to post a positive review or just to post a review. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, p- people need to be motivated to post a review oftentimes, right? And they're more motivated if they're unhappy. So how do you then create the motivation to post something if they're happy as well? Yeah. yeah like it's not to... to provide them something just to, to post a positive a positive review it's just to post a review so for example if it's like a restaurant of some sort she may offer say for example um it c- could be a free dessert mm-hmm. yeah um, yep. to people that post a review now it mm. c- c- could be any type of review but that's something that they c- could offer yeah or they could have something in the restaurant that across the month is going to be a person that they choose that will get um, a couple of meals for free yeah. uh, because they posted a review, right? Yeah. Something like that. And so now they're starting to kind of encourage people to, to post reviews because then you get the right amount in terms of balance. Right, yeah. Right? That's the only problem in terms of reviews, right? You need to find a way um, to kind of automate it, mm-hmm. yeah, to ensure that also the happy people are also talking because most of the time it's the unhappy people that talk. Yeah. But I'm the same, right? Like I'm extremely happy with everything I see. Yeah. But there's going to be like like a bad s- 
spot that I go to one time that are just extremely rude. Yep. Wow, I'm so much more motivated to post a review now. Yeah, right? yeah, Because right. I don't have any other out. Like, I'm just like, well, that's all I've got Yeah, at the moment, right? And so that's bad for restaurants, <laughs> that yeah. thing. Or any business at all. Especially for restaurants. Yeah, yeah, for Especially sure. Especially for restaurants because everybody has a look at the reviews, mm-hmm. star ratings and stuff like that. And yeah. it affects all of the rankings in terms of, say, um, I mean, in terms of, say, like the Google Locals and TripAdvisors and stuff like that, right? Yeah. And so to find a way to get people to post a review, that's going to be the key for her. Yeah, you know? ab- absolutely. It's quite funny you say that about reviews. I actually look at reviews as well and um, I must be a sensitive shopper or, or a, um, a buyer. <laughs> um, basically, if I get one or two negative reviews, I don't care where it's coming from. I don't think about the source of it, but it's enough for me to deter me from actually purchasing from that site. Ah, oh, so if you see some negative reviews, that's what happens, huh? Yeah, because wow. I'm trying to flip through as much information as I can. And if I get one or two, I go, yep, that's enough for me and I'll move on to the next. Right, right. And so some more advanced tactics now, mm-hmm. right, is that um, you probably would have had a look at the website already prior to searching uh, to find the reviews, mm-hmm. right? So what a company could do at that point is to start to retarget the people with ads. Mm-hmm. And to show them content or to show them some information that's helpful, you know, to start to establish that trust through consistency of content, mm-hmm. you know, because at some point as well, like if you see some like a specific ad um, time and time and time again, you're going to start to go, I kind of like this company, like, mm. or you're going to hate the ad, you know, yeah. but, but like assuming that it, like it's a good ad, like, and say for example, like it is for food or for something that's like a purchase or something like that. There's a lot of things that the company can do to, to, to advertise specific messages to support that trust. You know, if that makes sense. Now you're not going to be able to c- convince everybody um, to look at all the reviews, but it's kind of to put a focus on it and to have a, process around it that's going to be the key okay well with a business itself like if we go back to jay abraham's example and also what you do at web profits as well where you're playing the long game the long game the long game definitely when you're pumping out content um what's the shortest you can play the long game for <laughs> to be successful on a serious note because are I, you I, hacking I, this right now no 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 <laughs> what's the shortest to play the long game? game yeah because i think some people just give up just before they they hit that tipping point it's a hard one, right? Because how long do you persevere for is the question, yeah. Well, the challenge is when people start to put out content and just expect that people will find it. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're not going to find it. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe you could be lucky, yeah, and something will hit and something will happen and something on Instagram will be picked up and it's so compelling that that there are going to be some people that share it and like it goes organic. Yeah, like it, yep. I mean terms of the followers and so everyone starts to see that content Mm -hmm. that's for one percent of the businesses out there so for 99 percent of the businesses that are producing content they need to get people to see their content otherwise what's the point so creating content just to create content but not having anybody see it that's a huge mistake yeah right and so that's like just starting there yeah um assuming that the content that is being created like is being promoted and I would suggest something like Facebook ads or like Instagram ads or mm. stuff like that um, can help t- to push it. But the content itself is going to be consumed. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. It's important at that point um, to see the feedback and to stay consistent. Now, how long should a company be advertising that content? Yeah. And be producing that content. Yeah. What's the shortest amount of time to play the long game? Yeah. (laughs) I would have an outlook of 18 months to two years as a minimum. Yeah. That long. Okay. Yeah. I prefer to say five years to 10 years, but that's not how it goes in life anyway, right? Like in general. Um, And we've been doing it for the last seven years, Mm -hmm. 10 years now. Okay. Yeah. For a while. Yep. Yeah. Um, Where you've been releasing content. Yeah. 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 What was the first bit of content you actually released? I think I wrote an article. Okay. It was an article on the war between Yahoo and Google. Oh, right. Okay. Back in 2006, back when there was a war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That war has been won. Did that get some traction? (laughs) No. Okay. That was pretty horrible content, right? What was your next bit? Not that you have to remember, but was it the week after? Was it a month? It was the week after, yes. Like I was, I think I committed to publishing something every week. For how long? And it was about, I just, I didn't say for how long. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm still trying now, you know? So that was back in 2006 or or seven or eight, something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, It was pretty bad content. Like it wasn't (laughs) not that bad. It just wasn't that good. Right, it was just like 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 in the middle, yeah. yeah. Like it was in the middle. Like it yeah. talked about something. It didn't have anything like in there that was too groundbreaking, um, and yeah, like there was no thought leadership behind it. It was more just, hey, there's kind of this thing happening over there. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Right, something like that. Right, and then over time, I expanded out like into tactics and strategies, and then after that, expanded in how to think about stuff and then just got like a lot more advanced in terms of the length and the depth of the content and stuff like that yeah and so mm-hmm. it certainly evolves i mean like even like this podcast and even the web profits um the digital insights series you mm-hmm. know like the first time i stood in front of a camera i actually sat down and it was up here and i had like a really cheap camera like i'm just looking at the video person right now um he would have been so disappointed in the quality of that content but i just oh. had a camera yeah, yeah. Just sat down and i just kind of just spoke to camera without a script and just kind of i uh just recorded it yeah mm-hmm. it took me about three hours for a six minute video yeah because what do i know about recording a video don't we've all been there mate <laughs> i've done the same don't and it just evolved over time right and yeah. the one thing which i've been um confident in is putting stuff out that's not perfect yeah <laughs> i'm okay with that yeah um it gets harder the bigger the company gets and the more kind of prestige the brand might have or if there is a brand now mm. because if you're putting out stuff that's just dodgy mm. i mean to terms of actually how like it looks and stuff like that maybe that can affect the brand yep. you know and i think that actually holds a lot of people back yeah a lot of people back say, oh well yeah well yeah, look, of course, well, I can make some content. I have something to say, but it's not going to look good. It's going to sound thing. Or it's going to look kind of kind of like, like homemade or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and so that kind of stops people. Yeah, I hear that a lot, Alex. Well, because it's I, a thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'd actually, I'd, I'd suffer with that a bit as well. I mean, who doesn't? Because everyone, yeah. you know, wants to present the, the best version of themselves and their company. Yeah. Right? And so then they're like, oh, well, if I do it like that, that's not going to look that good. Mm. right and then all of a sudden the company like isn't going to be seen the right way you know and that stops people right, but then the, 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 but what's the, the alternative just to not make the content not make the content that's right and you're never seen and then you're never seen and then yeah. you don't build that trust yep right and what's interesting is with content is that it's the it's the lowest cost way to 
to uh, to stay or to communicate on an ongoing basis, mm-hmm. providing value to an audience. Yeah? yeah, like just creating it. You know, like it's the hardest part about it is actually to stand in front of the camera or to write the article. You know what I mean? That's kind of the hardest part. But but it's important to put it out there. Why yeah? do you find it hard, or why did you find it hard initially? Well, A, you don't know what you're doing. Mm. Um, you have an idea. Yep. Um, so like if I have a look at, say, for example, the videos, right? The first video I did had no lighting, had a pretty dodgy camera, mm. um, had a pretty bad frame, um, had bad sound. Um, <laughs> it was like, it was like pretty much because I didn't know anything at the time. And I was like, okay, cool. Like I'll just create a video because that's what I want to do. And I'll just make a video and I put it out there. Mm-hmm. And I put it out there and some of the feedback I got was like, wow, that looks pretty like... Like math, <laughs> just from just from just from some friends I know and stuff like that. Um, but then from the market, they liked it. Mm. Plus I'm on, plus I'm on the camera and I'm talking about my stutter because obviously I've got a stutter and I'm just yeah. like, look, I got a stutter. But look, I'm talking about conversion rates. I think that was the first one, right? It's about oh, conversion really? rates. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And let's put it out there. Mm-hmm. And then the feedback was good. Yep. You know, and then did that build your confidence to do the yeah, second? Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, you know. And then after about ten of them. We started to get some people actually speaking to us because of the videos. Mm-hmm. So that was only like three months in. That's pretty good. You know, that's a good conversion. If, if you're doing ten good. videos, it w- it's really cost you time at this point. It's time only. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I had the yeah. So I had a camera. It was a pretty cheap camera at mm-hmm. the time as well. You know, um, I didn't have any support around it. I had you know, I didn't have any lights. So I didn't have any yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't have anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and so that was enough. Yep. To start with, you know, so I still tried my best. Mm. You know to make it look a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's still compared to these days looked like a backyard job. Yeah. You but know? I've got to be honest with you. I, I've, I've actually followed your video career uh, from a very early age up until now. Um, and sure, equipment's gotten better, but you've actually evolved with being on a camera and speaking. You're a fantastic speaker now and you're great on camera as well. And I, I say that also when I show other people I go, oh, okay, we're doing a podcast. This is Alex. And a lot of people go, wow, he's really good. Oh, yeah. He's been doing this for a while. <laughs> yeah, sure. Right? So, yeah, right. And I think, I think that's the other thing where somebody's going to watch somebody like yourself and they could get in, intimidated where really they should get inspired to go out there and give it a crack and get on a camera going, well, okay, well, Alex has got on camera. He's done. He's put himself out there. Yeah. We might as well all do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, hey, look, if I can be the one um, – who intimidates others because of how professional I look. Well, I call that a win. Um, That's <laughs> <laughs> not how I feel, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I just, like, I think this is the other part. Like, and I think we had this conversation um, starting this podcast. was like, yeah. look, we haven't done a podcast before mm. properly, you mm. know, like I've done, like I've tried, yeah. um, you know, like how's it going to flow and, you know, like how's our structure going to be like and how are we going to actually like engage you know, yep. with our guests and stuff like that. And, you know, how's that's all going to work? And we said, hey, listen, <laughs> the first one's going to be the worst one. Mm. And certainly it was. Yeah. <laughs> and the yep. second one got better and the third one got better. And I think we only started to release them after the third one. <laughs> we were like, <laughs> yeah, no. So we still tried, but then we yeah. tried again, tried yep. again, right? Now, now it's never going to be like as good as the thousandth episode. Yes. It can't be. I think people have to be mindful of that as well. That if they're going to go out there and give it a crack, especially if they're um, new in the industry, 
not new in business, but new in the industry. Okay, so they could be around for a while, yep. and they could be one where they were just supported by a word of mouth sort of clientele. Yep. Right now, they've got to go out to marketplace. Yeah. So they're new to industry. I think they should still jump on the camera because it's gonna, they, they've got to get a voice out there, and yep. people have to get to know who they are. Yeah. Now I've watched a few people, including yourself, and we talked about trust. If you're doing a piece to camera, if you're if you're doing something for video, how can you gain quicker trust or instant trust with an audience that don't know you? Well, this is your thing. This is your thing. So I'm going to bounce back to you. Just so you know, like I started to work with Tony about four years ago, three, yep. four years ago, um, just to help me speak in front of the camera better. Mm. Um, and it's been awesome. I think actually, just before we jump back to yep. your point, the biggest thing that I got from Tony at the very start, and there's been quite a lot, was you just have to be more Alex. Mm. You just have to be more you. I'm like, who am I? I don't know who I am to, you know, mm. to be more yeah. of that. You know, I'm getting there, you mm. know, and I think like I look at kind of some of the biggest kind of influences in the podcast space, mm. the people that have all the top podcasts and they're fully themselves, fully. Fully, yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, well lost, right. <laughs> they are like the extreme version of themselves, obviously yeah. because they've gotten the feedback mm. and it's been good, that they can be themselves. And mm. so I do think that there's something about becoming more comfortable in who you are on camera mm-hmm. and not to be something that you think people want, but to be yeah. yourself. Mm. That's hard. Yeah, that's it. And look, the only way that comes about, uh, and we both know this, is by doing uh, more mic time or stage time. That means getting on that camera a lot more, getting on the microphone a lot. Like this just feels normal now for you and I to talk. Yep, right? definitely. Yep. So, uh, but it's being recorded and, you know, hundreds of millions of people <laughs> listen to this. Uh, but there's that art as well. And and I think also, so if I, if I was going to coach somebody through how do you become authentic or get trust online from doing a piece yep. there, yep. I'd say the first thing was, don't try to look so good. Don't be so professional. Just be you. And that's really hard because you don't know who you is. Exactly. Right? That was really, that was the hardest thing. I'm like, Tony, yeah. you tell me who I am. Yeah. And you're like, oh, just that part. You know, like kind of like how, like you say that. Yep. I'm like, oh, that's me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? And so it's the same thing. And so how would you, you know, to give advice to somebody to be themselves? Like, okay. you know, because like it's, it's, it's a hard thing yep. to think about, you know? Like I kind of experienced it. I'm like, I don't know what that actually looks like. Yeah, to, to do that, I think you've got to take yourself out of your own mind. So what you've got to do is think about your product or your service, whatever that, that may be, and think about what the, the end product or service, what it delivers, right? And then put yourself in the position of that person. And then you've got to think about what struggles are they going through right now or what problems might they have? And then talk from a level of being absolutely sincere where you understand their problem. So if it was something like public speaking, um, you'd go in there and you'd talk about the truth. You go, hi, I'm Tony. Um, today we're going to talk about how to overcome the fear of public speaking. And I know myself, I used to be in that position as well. And I'll tell you what, many years ago I went through this and then I did some training. And from that training, I was able to get up in front of a microphone and say, I'm lucky enough now to have enough people to come through my courses and my training programs to actually do that. Okay, so what I'd be saying to you is if you genuinely have this fear of public speaking, but you know you have to or you want to, you know, just give me a call. I'll, I'll give you 30 minutes for free or something like that. Yeah. And then I'd go on. So it would be going with the principles. But so you're you just being like relaxed in how you talk. Mm. That's the, see, that was very, very relaxed and kind of yeah. like a little pitch, which was great. Yeah, yeah, thanks. <laughs> you should go to him too. He's great. Um, yeah, yeah. But, but, um, um, to get to the point where yep. you can just talk like you're going to talk to 
to like a friend or to somebody yep. in front of you, something happens on camera where you get a camera up and all of a sudden you're like, so welcome to the video. My yep. name is Alex Cleanthus. And, and yep. so all of a sudden it becomes a lot more tight. Yeah, it's rigid, right? So is there just kind of some exercises or something that people can do or is it just like just practice time and time and time and time again time until again. it becomes like a lot more relaxed or well, that's scripting it or like, you know, what are some of the things that someone can do? A couple of things. I'd script, I'd go straight off the cuff. I'd, I would script straight off the cuff. I would script <laughs> to start off. Scripting is a good thing. So it'll give you a formula on how to go through things. You know, Alex, I think that the biggest thing is, is when you're on camera or when you're on, on um, a microphone on, on a podcast is that you don't care about the outcome. You really don't care whether, and when I mean that, you don't care whether you're being liked, if you sound awesome, if you look good, if you do anything like that. You're not worried if you sell that product, yes or no. But what you want to do is you want to actually have a genuine connection with somebody out there listening to this who's going to resonate with that and you're being you. And that takes a while to get used to it, sure. actually to tap into that. Um, and then, so when we're going back to trust, I mean, like you look at, um, there's two, there, I think it, we're talking about trust online and, and how do we get that on the internet? I think what we've discovered here, it's a two, two prong approach is go out there, deliver the content and do it time and time again. Yeah. Right? Script yourself. I think go, that's the key, isn't it? Yeah. And then start getting feedback on how it's helping people out and, and how you're sounding and what you're doing really well. And I think there's an evolution of that. And, and I don't think there is a shortcut. I really don't. So then with that in mind, I think it's sometimes hard to get some feedback from people that will give you honest feedback. Mm. Yeah. So what I would suggest um get a coach. This is pretty good. So you're straight, you might cry for a little while, but I'm all good with that. Look, I cried for a little bit just in that moment of trying to figure out who I was, but it was actually helpful. Really, really helpful. So highly yeah. recommended. But um um to really put some money behind advertising your content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would start with Facebook ads. Yep. Yeah, so Facebook, Instagram ads, right? Start there. Mm-hmm. Right. Um because you're quickly gonna see how people engage or not. And if you're getting any people actually starting to comment or to like or to heart it or whatever else it is, that will give you some feedback, yeah? If people are not engaging with it, that's that's some more feedback, you know? But I like your point about just being consistent and just putting stuff out there, you know? Because like as much as I practiced that first time that I did the first video, yep, it was still nowhere near as good as it was a couple of years later. Mm. doesn't matter how much I practice it, yeah, because there is something um, um, to putting stuff out, yeah, yeah. like, to, like to, to, to put stuff into the wild and see what happens with it. Yeah, yeah. like you can't continue to, to record stuff and to never release it because then you yeah. don't really improve, right, because yeah. that pressure of hitting the publish button and promoting it isn't yeah. there. You know, yeah. and so we're talking a lot about um, the video side of things, and mm. I think that's because that's where trust is built fastest. Yeah, right. Okay, I do think that. You know, I think especially with social media these days, the right type of content, the right type of angle, you see the person's personality. Um, it's easy to see the facial expressions. It's easy to get a different type of engagement. Mm-hmm. So certainly, I think the best way is to create some video content. But there are other ways of doing it as well in terms of, I say, for example, static images or c- consistency of the content and actually having some articles that are awesome. That's good too. But video is like the number one because yeah. you get to see the person and that's critically important. 
Have you got any data on, on the popularity of, um, is it like Facebook stories or the Insta stories, you know, how you've got, you go through and they've got the little video clips mm. and all that. It, I'm seeing that's becoming more popular, but have you got any data on that, on how popular that is? IGTV is um, extremely popular these days. I don't have the stats on me right now, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, maybe we can add uh, some of those stats into the show notes. It's certainly like, like I would be creating the same piece of content yep. and I'll be uploading it on to LinkedIn, on to Instagram, onto Facebook and on to YouTube and just seeing the place where I'm getting the most engagement. Yeah. It's the best way to do it too, any and, and is it? I mean, like I like it because people are already conditioned to give feedback on these platforms. Yeah, there's a con. There's a conversation where, like, you want to create content that is specific just to that platform, like, and not have the same content across every platform. Because if someone like is following you across all of them, then they're going to see that. Then that content, then that content, like is going to be seen by them over and over again. Yeah, it's just a repeated process. But yeah, I don't know if I agree with that as much. Um, that's assuming that you have a high organic reach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's assuming that that person, like, is on that platform at that specific time. Mm-hmm. Um, your biggest challenge is just to get people to see your content organically. Yeah. I'm also saying that um, it's good to spend some money on advertising that content. And if you're going to advertise it, that's on Facebook. Yep. Yeah, but I would still upload it on to, to LinkedIn like if it's um, specific for like a business audience um, and on to YouTube because that's a place as well where you could get like a bunch of organic traffic potentially. Yep. Do you find there's a different psychology behind um, using paid ads versus just going for free content? From whose perspective? From the business owner's point of view. I do think that. I think that um, a lot of people in business treat content as um, some type of, what's that word? Um, it's, it's almost like, like a right, you know, like it's almost kind of like, like a human right or something like that. It's like, mm. it's like, well, if I make content, then it should be seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. but they don't think of it as a business saying, this is a cost of marketing. Mm. I'm going to put some money into marketing this thing, right? Mm. And so when people create content and don't spend money on advertising it, they're trying to find some some like loophole mm. into how to get advertising for free. Yeah. That's what they're trying to do. Mm. And that whole psychology is going to slow everything down. Trying to figure it out, trying all that stuff. That's like such a waste of your time, mm-hmm. you know, like – you should still do the content maybe, but probably who's going to see it? I don't know. There's, it's the same 60 people over and over again that are seeing your content. Maybe that's a, that could be okay. Yep. I'm of the- But that's not going to convert into sales. It's not going to grow you. Yeah. And it might be your family and friends. Yep. That's on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Right. So what you need is a scalable way to, to, to get that content out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the best way is Facebook ads. The best yep. way by far. And not a lot of spend either. Um, it could be say between 10 to 50 bucks a post. Okay. That's not much, but no. that will get that content like in front of thousands of people, mm-hmm. right? And that's Extremely a captive audience as well, quick. isn't it? It's not captive. Well, they're more captive than everywhere else because they're scrolling down their yeah. feed. Yeah. So yes, it is a targeted audience, but yep. but your content has to be the one that captivates them. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. 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 yeah but it's not it's not that captive. You know, yeah, it's yeah. just kind of like in their feed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so okay. then they're going to scroll past it, and if it's good enough, they might see it. Yeah, like, and if the targeting is good, then then p- 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 people can start 
to engage with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when they start to engage with it consistently over a few months, a couple of years, that's how you're going to get some fans of your business. Yeah. yeah. The ones who like it. There's going to yep. be ones who don't care. That's fine. That's 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 actually the world. The world doesn't yeah. care about you. But if but you can get a small percentage who do care, yeah. that's a win. Yeah. You know? Because that's all you want to do is build on the ones. So you want to reinvest into the ones that do care. Pretty much. Which is really good instead and of like- Try to expand it out, you know? Yeah. Try to expand it out, you know? I think, um, but it's just the psychology behind it. Yes, yeah? spend mm. money on promoting mm. the content, something, anything, you know, have a budget for it. Mm. Because now all of a sudden you're thinking, wow, I'm making content that I'm going to spend money on. Mm. Now do you approach it the same way or do you do it a bit better? Yeah. Uh, is it like a bit more in like depth now? Like, Is it like a bit more- of like, well, if I'm spending money, this has to add a lot more value. Otherwise, yeah. I'm just talking, just to talk, right? And that's a problem. And, and the thing is, you're so right, because if I, if I just talk or I send out content and I'm not putting a financial backing behind it, I don't, I don't expect a return on investment. I don't really care. And if it doesn't fail, then I go, oh, I gave it a shot. It didn't work, right? right. Or if it worked, I go, wow, I'm a genius, you know? That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. You know, if that worked, yeah. it wouldn't really work that way. But it the barely other, works, by the way. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's what it really works, yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. Well, just because of the amount of people that put content out. I mean, yeah. social media is pretty much all content mm. from, yeah, just from the brands and companies and friends and family and it's just videos and content and like images and cat images and dog images and like this is what it is, right? So it's just all content, right? And so to stand out, your content has to be better than all that content, but to be seen, you need to promote it. Yep. What about from a video point of view? Uh, how long should a, a video clip be on, let's say, Facebook or Insta? There's a big discussion about this too. Yeah. There, there's, you know. What's um, your personal Well, opinion? I think the biggest thing to focus on is the quality of the content mm-hmm. above anything else. So you always want to be concise, mm-hmm. but it can be a like a – but they – could be a video for half an hour that's concise, right? Um, do you want to make a bunch of short content? Great. But then you need to be better at editing or you just need to make that short content, you know? There's some content that's just going to be better, but that's a bit longer. You know, that could be six, seven, eight minutes. At the same time, I've seen some content that's half an hour to one hour long that gets a ton of engagement. Like our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> our podcast is better at, in terms of the short stuff on those platforms right because it's like an hour and a half and it's more of a consuming style thing right it mm. depends on your content it depends it depends on what's being done right i do think um like as a general rule um three minutes mm-hmm. to five minutes is probably uh, it's probably like a good amount of time to get across a message okay. that's of value mm-hmm. if it's too short then what are you saying yeah right if it's too long um, then question yourself is it absolutely essential that's that long mm-hmm. you know um, the other thing is if you start to promote content you get to see the stats of how far people are actually consuming that video yeah um, so coming back to your point around the length of content like I'm okay uh, to have an extremely long video um, but just as long as there are some people that are watching it all the way through yeah, like so that if I've got a small percentage who have seen a hundred percent of the video, then I'm happy because I know that everyone's going to be different. Yeah, like and the majority are probably going to see it for under a minute, and so yeah. make sure all the good stuff at the very start, right? But but I also want to have content that the people who want to consume are going to consume it all the way through because they're going to be the fans. Yeah, right, right. Yep. And so that's that's 
that's the pers- that's the perspective I have. It's yeah. not a common perspective, I guess. Um, and there's a lot of different kind of opinions out there on that. Absolutely. Alex, we have spoken about trust. We've talked about the success, the success of a digital marketing campaign, about being consistent and going out there and just giving it a shot and then also investing into your advertising. Um, I suppose, what am I looking for? What's the word? Advertising... <laughs> Marketing plan. <laughs> marketing plan. plan. You know, Adrian, when you edit this, um, thank you for cutting that Please leave this in. I, uh, so this I, I just went blank. Just I just went blank. What the hell just happened there? <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. It happens sometimes. So this is. I think we're going to have this a longer is a, bloopers reel than anything else. <laughs> well, well, so the conversation is that this is to be yourself on camera, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. and this is the part where we should probably leave this stuff in, you know? Absolutely. Um, I'm happy to. No, because, like, it's like we feel so we feel so um pressured to be perfect yeah in yeah. everything we do you know yeah. it's just constant out there right and mm. we're always striving for that but you know i think it's okay we're human not beings. to be we're human beings yes you know? we can stuff up it's so cool no but it's so true so what we're saying we've talked about <laughs> something our, about marketing plan you just market, <laughs> uh, yes well you've got to back yourself on your marketing right you've got yeah. to put your money behind you got to put your marketing oh my god it's it's transferable but no it's been really really super cool so we've talked about the importance of you know just getting content out there it's about trust, right? So yeah. this is about trust and about yeah. establishing trust and to be seen as the preferred option across everyone else in the space, right? Yeah. Like, and if you like are producing content that is extremely value adding on a consistent yeah. basis, that's kind of the best way of doing it. I guess that's yeah. where this whole conversation Absolutely. has come back around full circle, you know? Because, yeah, tr- trust is about longevity to a degree. If I'm around long enough and I'm consistent enough, yeah. then people will trust me. Yeah, right? definitely. And that's what it's all about. And that's what people have to understand. I definitely. love it. Alex, thank you. Thanks for the chat, Tony. Yeah. This has been fun. Again. It's been a good <laughs> chat. It has been. All right, mate. I'll see you next week. Yeah, hey, you will. We've got uh, Jack DeLusa on next week. Do we? Yes. Great. Yes. Very so, excited about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be a guy. good chat. Be awesome. All right. Awesome. And Excellent. we should thank these guys for setting up twice. <laughs> <laughs> That's a longer story. (laughs) But that's cool for today. All right. See you later. Thanks. Bye. bye. Thanks for listening to the Growth Manifesto podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating. For more episodes, please visit growthmanifesto.com forward slash podcast. 